Hey guys, I'm so glad you're here. You're listening to the Efficiency Bee Podcast, where we focus our time, money, and energy on all the right things to enjoy our bold, balanced, and blessed lives. I'm your host, Melissa Leone. I'm on a mission to redefine feminism, and dare I say, end it. You've heard of a busy bee, a honey bee, a queen bee? This is Efficiency Bee. Hey, 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 everyone. How's it going today? This is Melissa Leone, and I'm your host of the Efficiency Bee podcast. You guys, today I have a woman who started a business in late 2020. I know it sounds crazy, <laughs> but it's working for her, and I'm really excited to hear all about it. Um, she built a company called Rain Organica, and you know I like things that are efficient but and that make sense, and, and Brandy has a really cool product that she launched that I'd love to have her tell us all about. Hi, Brandy. Hey, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. I'm happy to talk to you today. So why don't you give us a quick introduction, who you are, where you come from, and then I can't wait to hear all about your business. All right. Well, I grew up in South Georgia. I got a degree in chemical engineering and really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I worked for about a year, wound up going back to school to try to get a PhD in organic synthesis, decided I really didn't like that the way that that was heading. What is organic synthesis? Sorry to interrupt you, but I don't know what that is. Okay. So it's basically making, so it's how older drugs were made. Um, yeah. it, a lot of times you would find a molecule in nature and this, this dives in more to medchem, but it would show some effect against a particular kind of illness and either it's exceeding made in exceedingly small quantities in nature or some piece of that molecule was changed so that it made it more effective and oftentimes with less side effects. And then that would be um, manufactured as the drug, but it's figuring out how to manufacture it. So you need to wow. figure out, okay, what starting material, what starting molecule do you use? And then what does the synthesis look like to achieve the final drug? So- I did that for about a year, decided that it wasn't for me, quit. And uh, I, so I'm a PhD dropout and <laughs> wound up just by chance with landing a job in formulations. It was pesticide formulations. However, I found my calling with that. It's really what I had been seeking my entire life and just had no idea that it actually, that the field of formulation development actually existed. So I started out in pesticide formulations. Uh, then after about a year, I had to move cross country uh, for my husband's work. And that's when I decided to start making my own skincare. I missed, so I, I landed another job. It wasn't in formulation at all. I really missed the formulation aspect, started making my own skincare during that time. And then uh, about a year later, wound back up in uh, pharmaceutical formulations, which is where I've been ever since for my day job, all the while making skincare on the side. That was circa 2008 when I started. And then in 2020, I finally decided to launch a business. Of course, this is at it. Of course, we all know how 2020 looked. And <laughs> on top of it, I feel like the skincare market is oversaturated. 
So it, it took a lot of convincing myself that I could mm-hmm. offer something to the market that wasn't already there. However, I figure, or the way I looked at it, Rain Organica really offers something to the market that's not there. Tell me what makes you special and new to the market. Well, my whole premise is to make skincare as simple as possible. So I get easily overwhelmed. The whole reason I started making skincare, I should backtrack a little bit. The whole reason I started making my own skincare is because I was extremely prone to acne in my teens through my 20s. I'm still, I can still break out if I switch products. This happens every time I'm testing something new. Um, It also happens when I switch up my routine. Mm -hmm. So with that, and not only that, but I traveled down the entire Western medicine route to approach dealing with my acne. So I, I've used everything from topical antibiotics to oral antibiotics to benzoyl peroxide, which of course is a photosensitizer to straight up to a course of Accutane. And it was actually Mm -hmm. during that course with Accutane that I I didn't have crazy side effects, but I was having some stuff going on that scared me. And I stopped mid course and vowed that I was going to stop treating my skin like a battleground. Mm -hmm. And from there I did a 180. I would, this is kind of back. This was between 2002, 2004. I would scour store shelves and like I I mean, it was kind of in the days before internet, but I would spend literally hours in a store looking at at all of the ingredients list and putting things back on the shelf because inevitably there was at least one ingredient that I was not comfortable putting on my skin. Hmm. And that's really why I started making my own skincare in 2008. And then it goes beyond that into that part where I am easily overwhelmed and I want something quick and easy and as fast as possible to be able to get out of the house as quick as possible in the morning and also to keep up, maintain the same routine when I'm traveling. Yeah, that's really important. You know, I have to confess, I've never been terribly good at taking care of my skin. I, I'm really lucky in the, in the way that skincare goes. My mom and my sister have always really struggled with um, skincare, but I just was one of those people that could sleep in my makeup every day and it didn't affect me. Of course, now that I'm 40, I'm starting to recognize how I haven't taken care of my skin, but it was never acne that was my trouble. Um, So for me to use some type of skincare, it has to be simple. It has to be I have to be able to maintain it when I'm on the road. I travel a lot for work. And um, so I'm really interested to hear about kind of what different types of skincare, skin types that your um, line treats or, or doesn't treat. Like if you have kind of vanilla skin, like I do, that doesn't do anything ever um, and, and traveling. So I'd love to hear more about that. I spent a ton of time really making the products that Rain Organica offers universal And the reason for that is because I feel like when you switch from one brand to another, their definition of oily, dry combo skin changes. Mm -hmm. And that, so it's, it's complicated and it's confusing when you're trying out a new skincare brand. So for that reason, I really spent a lot of time with the products to be sure that they are universal for any, that they will work for any skin type. Mm -hmm. And how I did that was with a ton of 
product testers. And again, I had roughly 12 years of, you know, working with the formulations and trying them out on myself, trying them out on friends and family to get a good idea of, you know, what worked and what didn't and what would and wouldn't leave you oily looking. Mm -hmm. So for Rain Organica, there are really three products that form the basis or the foundation of the brand. And that's just a cleanser, a toner, and a day and night moisturizer. And then what the, basically you are able to fully customize it to your skin type. Like if, if you feel the moisturizer isn't heavy enough for you, there's a mix in 100% botanical, all natural oil that you can literally, you, you add a couple of drops of the oil to a pump of the face lotion before you apply it. And that elevates it to a, a lotion that's suitable for dry mm-hmm. skin types. It's also suitable for under eye use, suitable for wintertime. Uh, so it's, it's keeping it as simple as possible while also making it as customizable as possible. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I live in Arizona, so it's dry and drier here. Um, like we need a lot of moisture. That's probably the one thing that I'm good at doing is putting on moisturizer because it's so crazy dry here. So that's a really cool concept to be able to kind of customize it to your, to whatever's going on in the environment around you. Um, do you specifically market your, your products for acne users or is it more of a universal everybody kind of thing? It's more for a universal everybody kind of thing. So having acne myself, I feel like I can speak to that more. However, mm-hmm. my aunt has, psori- um, sorry, not psoriasis. She has rosacea and mm-hmm. she was one of my early product testers and has been a longtime advocate uh, for me launching the brand. And she loves the products and feel like they don't cause um flare-ups in her rosacea. So that was, I mean, that was really like a, that was such a huge win for me and especially early on. And again, she's just been a huge advocate the entire time and really one of the cheerleaders for me in launching the brand. That's fantastic. So Tom, talk to me a little bit about men. Um, Do you like, does your husband use this line? Is it the kind of thing that you, you see to be both for men and for women as well? My husband actually, (laughs) so he's the reason why the rollerball for chapped hands exists. (laughs) (laughs) He said, make me something because he's very prone to chapped hands on the back of his hands. And he said, make me something. So my palms aren't greasy and it soaks in really quick. And I said, okay, done. And Yeah. And he's also when, so he really doesn't wear skincare year round. However, in the summer months, he's constantly reaching for it. When we spend some time out in the sun, he's like, okay, I need, you know, I either Mm -hmm. need this pre or post sun exposure, oftentimes both. And he loves the antioxidant spray. I've got another friend whose boyfriend is in love with the antioxidant spray. Um, I would say men most men seem to like that. Well, they seem to like both of those products because they are very low maintenance and they just, they can spray it on and not even like touch their face. 
Right. I'm at this phase in my life with my kids too, where I have a 10 year old. Um, she's the oldest of my three and we need to start developing a skincare routine for her. I mean, up until now it's been like, go wash your face. And she probably, I didn't watch her do it, but she probably uses the hand soap, <laughs> you know, that's there to wash her hands on her face. But now that she's getting older, I need to be more, it's going to be hard for me too, because I've never been good at the daily skincare routine. I would, I'll wash my face in the morning. I put toner on and moisturizer on, but I don't always do it at night. And I've always kind of been like that. Um, so just, you know, trying to figure out ways to, to get that simple routine into my kids and knowing that it's organic and knowing that there's not any crazy chemicals in there would certainly make me feel a lot more comfortable as a parent, um, not knowing what kind of crazy stuff I'm going to put, put on her. Um, have you tested it at all with any kids or do you have any, um, children who are spokespeople for you? I don't have any kids and I haven't, so none of the product testers have been under the age of 15. Um, so I can't really speak to it. So one of the things about kids, oftentimes, so our skin pH shifts a little bit between childhood and adulthood about the time that puberty hits. And now, I mean, it's honestly, I say this, it's a, it's a much stronger shift during the first year of life than it is later on. However, there's so many more things going on about the time that puberty hits. However, mm -hmm. the antioxidant spray is a great choice for anyone, regardless of your age. Like if you're using, if you're old enough to use sunscreen, you're old enough to use the spray. And the beauty of the spray is that it's much more in line with physical sunscreens in that the ingredients in it are not endocrine disrupting like they are a lot of times with the um, chemical sunscreens. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely one product that would be great for kids. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, the hand soap isn't the best option. <laughs> um, Oh my gosh. You know, sometimes I'm just happy that they're washing their hands though. So right. there's yes. that too. <laughs> no. but it is, it's something that's been on my mind a lot lately. As she gets older, I keep thinking about the things that, that I need to start to model for her, but also show her, right. How, how to do all that. And because I didn't ever have, I watched my sister as a kid, um, as a teenager, you know, go to dermatologist appointments and get all the antibiotics and all the things. And she eventually grew out of it, but I, I never did it myself. So I'm a little intimidated by the, the idea of, of teaching her. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure I'll figure it out, but <laughs> then, then you bring up the concept of crazy chemicals and different things. Like it just kind of adds to the anxiety around it. Yeah. And I think for that, it's not, so it's not to say that she can't use the same product on her body and her face. It's just to say if it's soap in a bottle, it's probably not the best. That's not to say there aren't a ton. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't even have to be the cleanser that Rain Organica sells. It could be a, uh, a high quality bar soap. And there are tons of companies out there that make high quality all natural bar soaps that mm -hmm. use essential. I mean, it could be that as long as the only caveat there would be as long as she's not sensitive to the essential oils. That mm -hmm. is something else about Rain Organica's products for the face. All of the products are 
completely free of essential oils. Of course, they're free of fragrance. The reason that they're free for essential from essential oils is because I struggle a lot of times where I have fragrance sensitivities and essential oils tend to give me a headache if I'm exposed to them for long periods of time. And also what I found on my face in particular is that if I use a product that contains an essential oil, about two weeks later, I'll look in the mirror and I'll go, huh, my skin looks pretty dull. I wonder why that is. What's changed? And then it'll be like, oh yeah, right. I'm using something that has essential oils in it. So it, while I'm a huge fan of them for my body, I may, I keep, I treat my face completely differently than I treat the rest of my body. Interesting. And so our skin is very different from our face to the rest of our body. Is that what you're saying? I don't think it's different. I think it's like, honestly, I think the healthiest choice for most of us would be all essential oil free. Mm. However, I also know that I am such a, like I get such a high off the aromatherapy aspect of the essential oils that I tend to use those for the rest of my body. I just Mm. won't use them for my face. And I think it's just because if there's a little bit of lackluster going on elsewhere, I don't really notice it as much as I do for my face. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes total sense. So how has business been going? You know, I'm a CFO. um, I own a a business called Two Cents and we're fractional CFOs. So we help small businesses with time and money and, you know, margins and accounting and all of the things. So I'm always really curious on the on the financial aspect of it, how have things been going since you launched your business? Well, it's not doing well enough to quit my day job yet, which is... Well, that's okay. Ultimate. You shouldn't expect that just yet. <laughs> right, exactly. And I am in the middle of a... I know the brand is new. However, I am in the middle of a rebrand. When Rain Organica launched, I... So I thought I... I And I mean, to be honest, I really think it is a blue ocean where you sell to, I I was planning on selling to hikers and people that really enjoy backpacking. All of the products are intended to use anywhere. Mm -hmm. However, what I found is that most of those people don't really have, they don't really have skin concerns at all. And many of them aren't necessarily using skincare. And the ones that are, at least the ones that I found on Instagram are so much more extroverted than I am. And oftentimes it felt like we were speaking two different languages. Mm. So I took a step back, took a look again at my ideal client and realized I was kind of having the wrong conversation with her. So with that, I've changed the communication style, which is present pretty much everywhere on the website, except with the product descriptions right now, which I'm working towards changing as well. So there is a bit of a rebrand aspect in the middle of all of this. But once I made up, kind of once I realized what, who, the conversation that I wanted to have, once I realized what that conversation was, things have started been, have started kind of dropping into place. I've been able to line up, well, I've been able to make quite a few contacts with this repositioning. And basically it's just speaking more towards the health aspects of not only the skin, but also of our bodies and the energetic aspects as well. So more alternative healing modalities instead of just focused on Western, on a Western approach or Western viewpoint. And one of the reasons for that is because 
I was raised in Western medicine. However, my true movement or my true journey towards wellness really began when I started to recognize the power and started receiving the power of alternative healing modalities. Mm -hmm. And so with that, the conversation just needed to shift. And I feel like there's so much in the, for instance, I feel like the energy from the ingredients themselves play a role in the benefits of the products. It's not just the ingredients alone. It's how are these ingredients harvested? Are they, are they fair for life ingredients? Are they, were they ethically harvested? Are they sustainable? All of that comes into play as well. And I think it goes into making a high quality product. That's awesome. I love the concept of it. And I think you're right about, you know, whoever your avatar is, whoever you're selling to, you know who she is. You just have to figure out the right way to talk to her. And she'll be interested in those exact things or he or they or whoever, whoever's interested. Right. I've done the same thing in my business. Um, We landed the LLC signing in March like March 23rd of 2020. So I submitted the paperwork just before the world shut down. And um, I've had to change my, my who I'm talking to and how I'm talking to them a few times. And don't be afraid to continue to change it, right? I mean, it's gonna, as your business develops and grows, so will your avatar. And um, have you gone through all of the exercises of like naming her and how old she is and what she does for work? And like, have you done all that? Yes, that was something I did pre-launch. So this is really between January and March of 2020. I was very deep in that process. Yeah, that's really important. So tell me about her. Tell me what your avatar is like. So she's late 20s. Okay. And she's a mid-level nurse. So either a nurse practitioner or a physician's assistant. Mm -hmm. She's also a traveling nurse. And she very much has started experiencing the power of lymph drainage, the power of acupuncture, like seeing the results that some of these alternative healing modalities can have on her patients she's more in line with the functional medicine than necessarily the traditional Western medicine. And of course, during her free time, she loves to do yoga. She loves to hike, go to the farmer's markets, like all the things, the, the more time she can spend outdoors during her free time, the better. Mm -hmm. I love that. I feel like I know her, like I know 20 of them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's not me. I'm like super, super high maintenance and uptight, but I'm still really interested in your skincare. <laughs> but um, that's awesome. I, I think that that avatar um, exercise is so important for small businesses. And it's crazy how many small businesses I work with or talk to who haven't gone through that. So I'd say that you're um, definitely ahead of the game as far as that goes. And and I'm, I'm sure, I don't know the specifics of, of what kind of, I don't know the right word. Like, is it licensing? Is it, what do you have to do in order to put a, a chemical product or, or a, a formula of product out on the market? Do you have to go through any type of um, 
Yeah, pre-approval. Yeah, like in the food industry, which I have a lot of restaurant clients, if they want to package their salsa, for example, they have to put it through the machine and it gives you the calorie count and the ingredients and all the things. Are you required to do that in the skincare industry? No, you're not. The FDA has, so the FDA does not pre-approve cosmetics or skincare like they do drugs and like they do uh, food. I don't think is necessarily pre-approved, but there are some required packaging, as you mentioned, the calorie count. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that you have to do for skincare is, and by I say have to, it, I mean, you're going to, you're going to get your butt sued off if you don't and launch it is you have to do microbial testing. And this is kind of, there are, there's a USP chapter that governs this. And then there's also ISO. Um, So those are two different regulatory bodies or two different regulatory isn't the right word, but uh, they're two different governing bodies that release chapters on how you do testing and how testing is performed. Mm -hmm. So you need to comply at least with the ISO standard. Most of Rain Organica, I submit to USP 51 testing, which is just preservative efficacy testing. And in addition to that, each lot that is made has to undergo microbial testing to be sure that it's safe to be released um, to the public. And additionally, because of my pharma background, I collect certificates of analysis on every ingredient that is brought in-house. And for those ingredients, like there are a number of them that I know can be dangerous if they have certain certain impurities in them. And so I'm checking the C of A to be sure that they're tested for that impurity. Mm. And also prior to, even before the microbial, te- like the initial microbial testing, cause it's those um, preservative efficacy tests are pretty expensive. So even before that, it's developing a formulation and putting it up on stability for one to two years to be sure that it actually holds together. So you want a lotion to look like a lotion and not separate out into an oil and water phase over the course of its, of its shelf life. That's so interesting. I, it's like totally new information for me. I hated all science. I was all math. That was like all I wanted to do. Obviously it turned out being an accountant, but I was terrible at chemistry and I was terrible at all of those things. And I just like checked the box, but hearing you talk about it, it sounds so much more interesting. And now I want to know more. (laughs) It's, it's, uh, it's fascinating. So speaking of getting to know more, how, um, if my listeners are interested in in purchasing your product or learning more about how they're made or more about you, what is the best way for them to find you? So they can go to rainorganica.com. I'm on Instagram and Pinterest at rainorganica. There's also a podcast they can check out called the alchemy of things. And lastly, of course, if they want to save on their first purchase, they can use the code EFFICIENCYB15 for 15% off that first purchase. Awesome. That's awesome. I'll definitely be doing that. I'm very interested. Um, Like I said, I've never had trouble, but I like the idea of simple and I like the idea of clean. So I'm really excited to try that. So Brandy, I have one more question for you that I ask everybody and I have a feeling you're going to have a great answer. Um, 
I'm a morning person. I get up at 5 a.m. every day and have my own little ritual that I do in order to keep myself sane and grounded. Um, and I'm very curious about other people's morning routines. So my question is two-part. Uh, do you have a morning routine? And if you do, what do you believe is the most important part of it? So I think what is omitted from a morning routine is just as important as what is in a morning routine. Oh, that's so true. I will not look at my phone for at least the first 45 minutes after I get up. I would say an hour, but I do the other thing that is part of my morning routine that is almost non-negotiable is some form of exercise. And I am currently addicted to Asana Rebel. It's an app that most of the exercises are yoga based. However, it also has a, quite a few hit and some other types of exercises as well. And so if I'm exercising within that first hour of waking up, I'm, I'm reaching for my phone for that, but that's the only reason. <laughs> that's very smart. I'm with you. I, I use pen and paper for the first hour of my day and try to brain dump. I'm actually in the middle of designing a it's, I hate the word planner because it's not a planner, but it's a thought organizer that, that I use every day and I have been for years, but now I'm trying to get it um, out to my, my listeners and, and hopefully to go along with the book that I'm writing. So I love your thought about not touching your phone because it's, it's dangerous. <laughs> There's a rabbit hole after rabbit hole on that thing. It Ooh. absolutely is. And I, I know when I pick it up, I can feel that rush of cortisol or adrenaline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's like you want to see what the next thing is. It's um, I was just having this conversation at my kid's volleyball practice earlier tonight that the children of today really only know their their adrenaline rush, their cortisol, their dopamine, whatever that, that endorphin is. That's They know that from technology more than anywhere else. And that's so different than the rest of our generations that have never experienced that. Um, I can't recall anything that gave me that type of instant gratification when I was a child that, that they get today from whatever they're doing on their tablets or their phones, you know? I'm with you. It's crazy and a little scary, but also very liberating. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I have everything in my house automated from robot vacuums to Amazon Alexas to automatic light switches. Like I'm very into the technology, but I also am very afraid of, it's like the ocean. <laughs> I'm like, I'm afraid of you, but I also really like you. <laughs> it's a, it's a love hate relationship. I can, I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> All right, Brandy. Well, I will make sure to put all of your uh, links and your, especially your promo code onto the show notes. And um, I can't wait to try your product. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Melissa. Well, guys, that wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening. Keep spreading that EB love. And remember to find me on Facebook at Efficiency B. Until we meet again, be bold, be balanced, and stay blessed. See ya.